Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast with Beer, real breweries, real opinions as always. Wherever you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe, hit the ding-a-ling-a-ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. You can show your support by giving us a five-star rating or heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. My name is Gavin, I've got my usual drinking buddy in the form of Mr Muir. Apparently MD is going to be joining at some point. We shall see. Good evening, Cal. Skeleton crew tonight. Oh, good evening. How are we? Not too bad. Gilroy's we seen Magic Mike. Yep. He's <laughs> to see some swinging dicks. <laughs> Imagine if he is. Why? Right. Yeah. He never said otherwise, though. No, he never denied it. Never denied. I just said I'm waiting. To get... We probably could just look it up. To be fair. To be fair, it's Glasgow. How many how many live music events are there going to or theatre events are there going to be? In Glasgow tonight, quite a lot, I would imagine. Chavi, so Chavi Mike. I'm going to stick with Magic Mike. That'll be, no, it'll, Mike. Be, it'll, be, it'll be Magic Mick. Magic Mick. For the gorbals, that'll be it. <laughs> Just get his wee tadgeroot on about the stage for a minute. That would be funny. That would be funny. There's a market for that, surely. Market oh, damn right. That. Damn right. He's wee um... ginger, ginger puke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll start off as we normally do, go around the table, see what we're drinking to start off the podcast. Uh, I'll kick things off, why not? Um, we had them in the podcast six weeks ago, maybe seven weeks ago. Uh, sure Shot joined us on the podcast and I'm drinking, in fact, I've heard the story, I was at um, a local bottle shop at the weekend, bottle shop tap room, uh, the weekend enjoying the sunshine. Uh, me and the wife, and we're sitting there having a couple of beers, and we had a couple of sugar shot beers, and she had one which was called, can't fucking remember, and which may as well be the name, because actually the name's actually fucking hilarious, but I, um, I'll find that out for you in a second. But she had this beer, and she finished it off, and Liam then said, this is the best beer I've ever had. Granted, she's not had a ton of beers, and she's not a massive beer drinker, however, she is mm. coming to the the pale side of things. Uh, nice. And it was Teddy Teddy Boys Don't Knit, uh, Double Dry Hop IPA, 6.5%. Well, right, good. So then. she was going deep in that, absolutely loved it, and to the point where she said, we need to buy more Sure Shot beers. So we've, I've picked up um, four or five cans from Sure Shot. As, as if you needed an excuse, your, fabulous, your fabulous wife telling you to go out and buy craft beer. No. She's like, let's buy something fucking all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jackpot. Um, so the one I'm having tonight is Milson. They are pale ale at 5.2%. Um, wackage on, on this is New England pale ale brewed with Citra Galaxy and Mosaic built up on an oaty body for a satisfying gulp full of tropical fruitness from the high dry hop. From a high dry hop. Trust the, trust the taste. Does that mean they drop know. it in from a height? No, it must be. Sprinkled like a shape. <laughs> Salty, almost. Yeah. But um, the wackage again, it's almost like a slush puppy that the can and stuff on it. I believe, and I could, but I, I need to, I would need to listen back. 
but I'm pretty sure this is one of the kind of core beers that they do. Right. Um, it's your shop, and it is it's everything you want from a from a New England. You're getting a wee bit of tropical. It's very. Uh, I, I would almost be tempted to say it's a session pale ale, just because mm-hmm. of how sessionable it is. To be fair, right, granted okay. the five point two, ABV isn't a sessionable ABV. However, um, for us. And yeah, I think in general, to be fair, I think it is a very sessionable beer. Lovely mm. colour, nice head retention. I'm enjoying it. Good. I think it's a nice wee beer. Cracking wee core beer as well. And a lovely one to start off the podcast, because I've got a banger later on, to be fair. Indeed. I've got a lovely fucking collab, um, which I'm really excited to open. What you got, Cal? Well, I've started in a similar vein. I've got a um, my last beak beer. Which I let I left the dipper to the end, so I've got that to look forward to in a wee while. Um, but again, I, I fell into the supermarket trap. Well, not necessarily the trap. I was walking walking around Aldi and noticed this um, from Cold Town, Cold Town beer, um, and it's called Pure Baltic. Yeah, good name. It's their cold IPA. Um, and yeah, so it's it's a, a style we've kind of been getting our teeth into a little bit over yeah. the last number of months. Um, and obviously, it's it's a sort of uh, an IPA brewed or fermented rather at a lower temperature, um, akin to a lager, um, which kind of reduces those malty flavours um, and allows the hops to sort of stand up. Um, and the, the the key addition that kind of allows that's rice, um, so mm-hmm. it's, and it's something called torrified, um, oh. torrified rice. And this is obviously what gets added um, to all cold brew IPAs um, to allow this colder fermentation. Um, and this is a single hop with mosaic. Um, so I, I guess kind of using a more widely available hop to try and maybe keep costs down. I don't know. Um, but mosaic's a good hop. It's a, it's a proper workhorse. It's used widely. I mean, it's in the beer you're drinking um, yeah. just now as well. Um, and this kind of does exactly what it says on the tin for a cold IPA. It's, it's crisp. Um, not quite as crisp as a Pilsner or a Lager, but it's certainly a lot crisper than you would expect an IPA to be. Yeah. Um, very light um, on the body, despite the 5.3 ABV. Um, it's it's pretty light and refreshing and clean. Um, and that hop, those tropical hop flavours from the mosaic are are singing through. Um, really mm-hmm. are. Um, it's it's lovely, and you know, see a six pack of this in the summertime. Yeah. Winning, really, yeah. It's, uh, not, it's, absolutely, be... it's absolutely tremendous. It's pretty, pretty new, I believe. Um, it's uh, on, certainly on their website. It's it's their latest um, sort of summer spring spring summer release. So, aye, um, yeah. That's not got. A, has it got a candle on date? No, but it's best before April, that one... It's best before April twenty fourth. So it's, it can can only have been in the can a few weeks. Was it one seventy nine or something? Aye, and I mean, it's a one eighty a can for this. It, it, it's it tastes lovely. It's, I mean, I don't know whether or not I've not had that many cold IPAs, so I don't know whether the 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 lightness of body is mm. kind of standard across the range, uh, across the style. I'd um, say so. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's one thing that I'm that I'm noticing is it's quite light um, and body, but it's it's all there in taste. It really is. Mm. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. I'd say most of the and, ones I've had and I've enjoyed that the body has been pretty light. To be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's got that crispiness, but but as I say, it's not quite as uh, as harsh as like a lager would be. So Aye. really, really easily sessionable this one. Um, and I, I, t- I tend to avoid Cold Town 
Spears. Aye, I, 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 don't really, I don't really know why, to be perfectly honest. I can't say that I've had I can't say that I've had one that I've disliked or or anything like that. Um I think maybe just because I see them in Aldi a lot of the time, I'm maybe not holding much of a candle to them, but I have seen this and I thought, well, I like the name. I like the name. I, I, it's a style that we've been talking about lately, so I'll try it and I am trust I bought it. See, the thing for me, for them, and I'm the same, I agree with you, I don't have much of this stuff and I usually just avoid it. I, I, it's a can art for me and it's the, the marketing of the can, I just think it looks really naff. This one's, it's obviously got the big, bold, cold town beer. Aye. Um, but on the back, it says cold Baltic beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or on the See, that looks better, that one actually is. does look and better than the one that's in the it's got a kind of mountain scope, um, like snow-capped peaks Aye. in the background. Um, but yeah, you're you're 100 right. Most of the most of the cans that you see are just kind of monochrome color Aye. with, you know, with the Cold Town Beer logo on it. Almost, but, uh, they almost end up looking like the um, own brand kind of beers that Lidl sometimes Aye. do, mm-hmm. which are obviously yeah. shite. Yeah, but this one is uh, it's billed as being hoppy, crisp, and crushable. Um, which I, I can't argue with, mate. To be honest, and particularly at, at one eighty, I can't. You can't argue with that, really. Um, I if think... it's doing what it says in the tin for that much, then Aye. fuck. Absolutely, you're winning, definitely winning. And it kind of opens up that discussion um, that <laughs> I've kind of been dying to have all day. Um, after <laughs> after Scott sent, I mean, absent tonight, but he sent um, sent us a, a great talking point. Um, Morrison's new beers. Morrison's new beers. Moza beers. Mm. New beer alert um, from Northern Monk. And it just, uh, you know, it... just a wee bit. So, so they've went. There's four, technically four new beers. There's two four packs. One four pack is is a Faith Guava Hazy Pale at four four percent. You've got a Heathen Club four pack, a Hazy Pale at four point six. Uh, Flaming Sauce, which is a Flaming uh, Sauce. Flake and sauce, excuse me, the 440 ice cream pail and eternal summer or tropical pail at 4.5. Those last two are, are 440 mils and then the two the four packs are packed, 330 mil pack. And I just, do you know what? It's like Northern Monk have obviously, they've got their foot in the door at Morrison's and right. they're, they're, I don't know whether they're fighting to keep their place or whether, whether indeed, I mean, I'm, 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 I realised that on our own sort of private group chat, we're kind of a bit more <laughs> um, vociferous in our opinions than we might be in here. Um, that's not to say that we hold any punches. Um, no. And, you know, if, if we disagree with something, tell you, and I'm going to. Um, and I, I don't know whether or not Northern Monk are being told what beers to make Yeah. by Morrison's. I hope not. I hope not. Um, oh, I'd like man. I'd like to think that that a brewery with as much clout as Northern Monk are being given at least free reign to Some make control, their own decisions. Um, but I just I mean things like this flake and sauce, it's just hey, fuck off. Do you know what like, I mean? There's no need for a like see ice cream pills. Fucking hate them. Worst things on the planet. Um, literally, just can't even bother with them. I mean, it's just the latest in a long line. I mean, we had we had the fucking Aunt Bessie's. Uh, jam roly poly fucking effort mm. um, last year or the year before. And the latest one was a hot cross bun one. It's in Tesco. Uh, there you go, hot cross buns, jam roly poly, ice cream and sauce. Just get to fuck. 
and make some beer that I want to drink. And and that doesn't mean make a hazy pail. I mean, see if you were to go into a big Morrison's, like a big, like, you know, no no right. one at Bathgate that we have, like, see maybe Livingston Morrison's or, you know, a city Morrison's, I guarantee you that you would have at least five or six hazy pale ales of varying right. of varying strengths, yeah. alcohol strengths, right? All by Northern Monk. You've got like Faith and Futures, you've got Faith, you've got these ones that are there. Heathen, double heathen. Right. And, you know, each of these on their own, fairly decent beers. You know, and I'm not not going to criticise Northern Monk's beer-making ability because we know that Northern Monk can make phenomenal beers. But why are they saturating the supermarkets with the same style of beer? Just make one or two. Make a beer that you could put in a four-pack and then make a beer that's maybe a bit stronger Mm-hmm. That sits on its own in a four forty, and that how much time would that free you up to make more interesting beers without having to fucking waste time? You know, oh, this is a four percent hazy pale. This is a four point six percent hazy pale. Well, this is a three point eight percent hazy pale. It's yeah. all the same, and and it wouldn't so surprise that... me. It wouldn't surprise me, Mark, after our previous fucking discussions, that if it was the same fucking beer that was getting just. Yeah. changed and all of them. I'd like to think that Northern Monk would never play that kind of game. But it's just, it's so frustrating. You know, but that's and, what people want to drink in the supermarkets though, mate. If you're, going to buy, the if you're going to buy beer in the supermarket, that's what folk are wanting to drink. No, but, but I, see, but you no, feel I, like I, I agree totally, with Carl. I totally disagree with that, right? I, I disagree with that to the point where as, as a punter, who's going in, who's going in and saying, oh, look, there's Six Northern Monk beers, they're all IPA, hazy pale IPAs. I'm going to buy them all. Nobody's I think a lot that. of folk will. Nah, fuck off. I honestly think a lot of folk will because that's what they're going in the supermarket to pick up. I like I like the juicy, kind of easy drinking, fruity, tropical, no, give it all the bingo words, whatever you want to call it, pale ales. I've had a couple from Northern Monk before. They hit the, they hit the sweet spot, they're sessionable. I can, you know, I can have five or six of a Saturday night. And it's all it's all roughly the same. They're not bothered so just, about. So just make the same one. But the, but that's the thing. But then people that are going into the supermarket that are constantly they don't buy any anything else. It's actually quite nice to go. Oh well, there's I, I got five or six different beers. They're not bothered. Like in their head, they're at the same time. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not diving into the complexities of them and why they're different. They're they're going in to the thought of. I picked up six different beers a day. They were all really quite nice. They're not really bothered about the, the 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 differences. I take it and leave it because we're getting we we dive into the details of it because we want better beer. We want to understand why the beer's different. Like, and we know when you're like looking at the back of the can and it's right. Simcoe, I Citra, can see. Mosaic. I can see both sides. Though. I can. I can. I, I agree. With, I generally agree with both sides of it because I agree with Calum in the sense of like the every single beer. Well, not every single beer. You can go through and see 60-70% of the beers on the shelf are all the kind of same style. Yes, everyone wants to drink those styles of beers. I get it. As a punter, you want to go in and pick something different. It may as well just be a different label and for all for intents all and purposes. However, if we close down and make that craft beer section a wee bit smaller but make it a wee bit more diverse, you're probably going to get a better product at the end of the day. If you start kind of looking, okay, let's maybe not have six or seven hazy pails. Maybe let's have three hazy pails, but let's do them really well. Let's instead of ha- try to hit that price mark of whatever it is, 
You can maybe yeah, make I'd be more inclined to think about it in the way that like like if I went in and I had been drinking, you know, Faith and Futures or whatever it is, you know, that the or a four packs a, a Northern Monk hazy beer mm-hmm. and I went in and I thought, right, I I'm enjoying that, but they're they're making what's that? That's a New England. Or or what's that? That's a that's a Pilsner or that's a Lager or that's that's a, a slightly different style. I'm going to try it because it's Northern Monk and I like I, I like the stuff that they're making just now. Whereas there's no room there's no room for anything else. It's either it's either a gimmicky fucking Aunt Bessie collab, mm-hmm. a big dirty ten percent stout, or a hazy pale. I think you'd be I think we'd be uh, I would be very surprised if in the craft beer section of the supermarket we end up seeing a pills or a or anything like that. No. Just because of the time, the time it takes, and the tank space it takes, I'd be really surprised if, if we ever see that for the quantity and the like for you need, and for it to be, meet the quality that you would want. The thing is, and just jumping back on that, you said there's five or six different Northern Monk pale ales on the on the the shelf. If you know what I mean, when you're walking in, and mm. the, the thing for me, if I'm Northern Monk though, uh, it doesn't matter what you buy; it's Northern Monk. Well, exactly. You know, so it's it's, it's monopolising. Like, there's only so many craft breweries that have the capability of filling supermarket shelves to the degree that Northern Monk can at the moment. And you know, and the likes North, whatever name the brewery. And at the end of the day, if they can monopolise the craft beer section with all their stuff, all their pails, and whatever it is, and even then you throw in the the big chunky that you mentioned, the stout or whatever, the funky donkey jam roly poly this and the cinnamon bun x and all that mm. like stuff that you know we're going to roll our nose up to it's still their shit that so it's it's basically mm-hmm. a fucking tap room like bottle shop for northern monk and it's a supermarket and it's they're obviously maybe not going to make they're not making huge money on it of course no like because we know because of the price point however at the end of the day it is money that is flown through their stuff that allows them to throw money at the patrons box and all that kind of stuff yeah. i mean a brewery that needs to get that needs to be fucking shot in supermarkets is brutal because if you if you try any and this is not just because of what happened if you try any of their supermarket beers they either all taste the same or they're all just pish i've not had a, i've never i've not had a good one if you take let's take hazy jane and stuff out of the equation because they're they're decent-ish beers. No, they're not anymore, they're not. Because they've ruined it. Right, but if you take so, any of the other ones, or the new ones that they've put in the last couple of months, they're just gut rot, man. They just taste like piss water. Like, they're the ones that need to be fucking looking at themselves and going, right, okay, maybe we should. They need to go back to basics. They need to go back to what made them brew dog. What made them but the daft thing is, they didn't need to exactly. Going back, cause going back to what you said about Northern Monk, it's all, it's all, it's all getting sell because right, that... they're trading on the name. Correct. They're trading on the name. And it'll be years before, it'll be years before anybody even if it ever happens because it would yeah. take it would take some fundamental like somebody at the top saying hang on the new this beer is shit Get compared, to what we, compared to what yeah, but when you're swimming in fucking banknotes they're no exactly. bother yeah. you know what i mean like and they've a part of me gets it they've i want to say they've, they've struggled through making craft beer they've struggled through dingy warehouse space and, and a right. wee pokey bit and an industrial estate and a basically world domination and from a craft point of view let's be honest but they're a macro brewery now and they brew Aye. like a macro brewery and fair play like I've, I've said enough shit about Brewdog over the last five years from this podcast enough shit um, and looking at them from a like a, a sheerly like I've started a brewery 
I've grew it to an absolute monster powerhouse. I'm in every supermarket. I'm on every shop, like maybe not an independent now and all the rest of it, but I'm everywhere. Uh, I'm a really like if you were really bothered about product, you would strip it all the way back again well, and you problem, would streamline. The, the problem is, mate, that that we as craft beer wanks are comparing Brewdog to two things. We're comparing Brewdog to what they were at the start. Mm-hmm. And we're also comparing Brewdog to craft breweries now. Right. Whereas what we should be doing is we should be comparing Brewdog to um macro. We right. should be comparing Brewdog yeah. to your Budweiser or your Heineken or or whatever. And you know, as much as it pains me to say, you know, if I was presented with the, the option of a pint of Foster's or a pint of Punk IPA, chances are you're going to buy a pint of Punk IPA. I mean, you're um, going to fucking Witherspoon's fuck. You know, do you, do you know what I mean? And and it's hard. It's a bitter pill to swallow. But at the end of the day, it's it is what it is. And we're 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 comparing. We're comparing up, and in my opinion, anyway, we're at the to come to to compare Brewdog to likes of Hop Howling Hops or or you know no. Sure Shot or or whatever. It's 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 an irrelevant you know it's it's like yeah. comparing it's like comparing Sure Shot to Budweiser, Aye. because it's it's on a completely different scale. It's on a completely Aye. different level, and yes, their origins might have been more craft, but you know. You think about um, think about Beavertown, right? Beavertown, where independent craft brewery made some delicious beers. You think Gamma Ray, you think Neck Oil, right, right off the bat, right? Heineken come in and throw the cash injection in. Thanks for coming. Let's blow this thing to the moon, right? And Heineken had what forty nine percent of it to begin with for fifty one of the two. Yeah, and the beer. In my opinion, and it deteriorated quite dramatically from mm-hmm. what it used to be. And we're talking about this in the same scale as Brewdog. If you know what I mean, we're going from awesome, local, craft, flavoursome, name it all, right? Built up, macro, infused, and it gets watered down, it gets a bit lighter. But what you tend to find is... It's fucking everywhere. Right, you walk yep. into any any pub now, realistically, there's Moretti on tap and there's Neck Oil next to it. Right? Aye. Both Heineken, both all the rest of it. Now, Heineken own the whole thing now, right? So the, the Beavertown boys, and a, part of me has a wee bit more respect for that because they went, thanks very much, we've made our bank, Heineken, Aye. I know it's not our baby anymore, you're, you're trading Take on it. what we built, but our hands are washed of it. Thanks for coming. Right. You can't do that with Brewdog because they're too big now. Yeah. And there's probably only two companies in the world that would be able to swallow them up within the valuation that they're at now, which is, and I think it's in the billions, isn't it? Like, I think so. Was it no two or something? It, it might be. Like, so, anyway. I, oh, don't know was, you... I think they, invest, they said it was worth about two billion, and I think that yeah, well, you know. Uh, our podcast identity is probably worth you know a couple hundred million as well. Oh, you know, a fucking valuation on it. Um, Damn right. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well was anyway, it, say something confidently, and people believe you. Is that the pitch? Is right. it? Yes, we are. Uh, we are millionaires. Think it and it can. Think it into existence. That's the one. Thank you, Cal. Um, but we started this conversation talking about um, kind of supermarket beers and, and the Morrison's one. It'll be interesting to see 
I can only assume over the next couple of weeks we're going to get Tesco's releases, we're going to get the Sainsbury's, etc. Um, some new beers coming out, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with those. Not that I'm holding my breath for it in half decent. Yeah, so like, and the supermarket conversation is will always keep coming round. It's the round the the roundabout that fucking never ends. But like, there's some like you say, give me value for money, give me something that I that I can happily walk in and buy five or six of, and you know, in a four pack or a six pack or an eight, whatever the heck it is, right, and be quite comfortable sitting at a barbecue. See the one, see the one I pick up every single time. So, and I've got a, a weight chosen not too far away from me, and I, I go fuck myself. Next is next then as a next a Tesco. Fuck off, right? And um, it's always got order of the faith. Buy it every single time. That's what you want, though. It's just easy. Every single time. And again, that's not monk. Lol. What are you on, Calum? You just waved the can at me. Is that not a hazy pill? No, no, no. It's a DDH. Oh, DDH, Hazy Pill. Which won which Supermarket Beer of the Year two years ago. So, mm-hmm. just it's, saying. It's a cold town beer. Um, oh, don't. If you were on time, cold, you would have It's a known. cold IPA, mate. If you had been on time, you would have uh, thanked me that. And we, 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 had the, we had the discussion about how we can uh, avoid cold town beer beers. Um, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure why. Um, I can't say that I've ever had that many. Um, but I've I seen the can. I like the can. It's a style that we were... It's a cold IPA, this one. Um, just new out, and uh, it's actually really nice. Um, it's actually really nice, and and uh, you know it ticks all of those boxes that you were that you were talking about from a supermarket perspective. It's it's you know reasonably affordable at one one seventy nine a can, five percent, um, single hop mosaic, um, cold IPA. It's nice and light and refreshing, crisp, and, and the the flavors are all there. So it's uh, it's a proper one for me. Give your five pence. You you threw a, a face there, man. You... Uh, <laughs> um, I haven't tried the beer. Um, I've never been a massive fan of them. I, their market, like I said, their market has put me off. I think I've had one or two, and it just never hit the mark. Right, it's a bit, just the, the beers I've had were a bit wishy washy. Um, they do have a number of bars dotted around Glasgow and Edinburgh, and obviously they've got the cold house town brew place or whatever you call it down in the grass market which is an really 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 cool space really cool space um i actually met their head brewer a few weeks ago when i was in and i I can't remember the chap's name so i was racking it there as i as i said um when you were saying put, put a face on and he sounds like he's got his head screwed on in terms of what he wants from the beer. Um, it's just a tricky one. Um, and the reason it's a tricky one is because, like Stuart Bruin, when you work in Edinburgh, uh, these fuckers show up all the time. Um, and some of the beer is okay, and some of it is not as good as what you're saying. I haven't tried the cold IPA, Cal, so I'd be quite intrigued. Well, they do have... A, they had a couple of fruity number ones that were on their tap when I was in, um, like on the brew house, that sounded quite appealing, especially summery time. If you know what I mean, like something that's summery time, some summery time, summer, yeah. Summer, summer time. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, I'll be, 
I, again, it's probably just that you say you get you turn your nose up to certain stuff, don't you? You just right. you have a bad beer or two, and it kind of throws you off the well, scent. That's what I'm saying to Gav. I can't remember. I can't remember like a watershed moment of having a bad beer. Um, I was no. I've drank like, quite a few in the pub, like in the pubs. If you know what I mean, like because um, yeah, the, the the pubs are dotted around Edinburgh, like the signature pubs, um, who are owned by or they own Cold Town. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. So yeah, yeah. you walk in, you get the, their beers all the time. They're, they had a New England um, that I had in the Queen's Arms a few weeks, like a few months back, whenever it was, and it was honestly terrible. It was like, take it back to the bar stuff. And really. I, I was like, I felt really bad, but I says, I took it back to the bar and I just says, can you just double check the beers? That's right because it tasted off it had like a vinegary aspect to it and it tasted mm. like bad cask beer and that's oh, no. and because i gave them a like you, you go in the pub and you're like they, they, it's their bar it's their brewery you know like the beer's going to be fresh and it just it wasn't it their lager or their pills or whatever it was was a-okay um and i just thought like i'll just i'll stick to something else but i'm guessing that was as uh, aldi's or liddles or something aldi I'll do right. Cool. Well, it's that's worth a one seventy nine for a five percent cold IP. I think is totally value for money in terms of right. trying a style that we yeah. all rave about. I mean, it so. might be it might be that that style kind of just lends itself, um, you know, because it's it's light on hops. Well, this particular it's a single hop mosaic, so that's what we're saying to Gav. Is it, is it maybe that that they've used they've used that as a an opportunity to to you know kind of dial down an expensive hot bill in favour of getting the beer right. Um mm. which which, you know, makes sense. You know, why why have, you know, four or five different expensive hops in there when one does the trick. Yeah, um, totally. So yes, it's interesting. You should pick up a can and try it. Um, oh. I'd, I'd be interested to see what you think. I'm definitely happy to try. Can I uh, shout out this beer because I was literally going to ask you. I was I packed it up because I was I've I was in the mood for a I was in the mood for a bit romance. I was in a bit I was in the mood for a moan to be honest about it, and I was well, in my fridge for ages. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> but this is fucking delicious. So, um, so it's a uh, duration. It's called a shared sky. It's a dry hopped saison at five percent. In Ooh. collaboration with uh, Forest and Maine, mm-hmm. so it's a um, a kind of Belgian slash German style mix firm beer, um, slightly uh, dry hopped uh, saison, uh, Belgian yeast blended with uh, US hops, nice. and it is delicious. It's got like a piney, bittery aspect to it that's like dry you know like all the flavors i love it's got a like it obviously it's not overly funky from a season point of view um which obviously goes like you know my thoughts on overly funky <laughs> beer but uh but it has a really like there's a, a like still a fruity aspect of it i don't know if it's like orange or i don't know it's like like orange peel or something like that. I don't know what it what it is, but it's just so like it's moorish, it's dry, it's wicked. So um highly recommend and you know what like 
I remember when we spoke to like uh, like David McDonald and that from like Spade right. Valley. He always used to joke about he would love a kind of saison or you know something like a bit funky and that in a way. But this is just delicious, honestly. So highly, highly recommend. Uh, duration a shared sky. Sounds good. Sounds very nice. Very, very nice. So you can get duration, of course, on your boozer box. Probably worth a, a wee dip dive into them. You never know, you might get that beer. Uh, I myself, but it was a good time to switch over and find that we were drinking, Mark, because um, I myself have opened my second beverage of the podcast and I went with a collaboration, one I'm tremendously excited about. Um, it's Verdant and Garage. Um, Terrible couple of breweries. Fucking. <laughs> Top tier, top tier, top echelon kind of beers. Uncensored Sports Parade, 6.5%. It's a New England style beer. Um, this is funkalicious in terms of fucking um, being a New England. Jesus Christ. Uh, Citra, Nectron and Rewaka hops are in this beer. Um, this is just... It's not like any other beer I've ever had before. Um Really? Aye. No, in a bad way, and I really good way. Like, no, but proper... that's a statement, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, just like, I'm like. It's proper, like, a weedy kind of funkiness to it, which is odd, but really nice. So it's like super, it's nice and tropical, and it's got like this weediness that comes through, which is just weird, but really nice and what makes you keep going back and back and back. Kind of dank, lovely mouthfeel. It's the. Fucking nosing it. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to have to take another swig to be fair. It's just, it's the, there's a wee bit of bitterness as well. There's a, it hits you right in the middle of it, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and it just, it lingers there and it stays there. And oh, mate. Fucking awesome beer. To be honest with you, like, you can't really expect those two breweries to miss <laughs> you know what i mean like it seems like it shouldn't it should be kind of groundbreaking and just hit the it's spot just, so. like it is like, i think it's that weediness i don't think i've again i'm not saying there's not beers out there i'm just saying i've never tried them before like weediness. this this weedy kind of it's funkiness it, like. i don't know it well <laughs> <laughs> kind of weedy funkiness to it which is just Super nice, and like I said, it's got this wee bit of bitterness in the back end there, and it continues and lingers throughout the beer. Nice mouthfeel, not too, not overly thick, but thick enough. You can't, you're not going to stand a spoon in it, but it's going to fucking at least hover there for a second and then fall. <laughs> um, but no, quality beer, fucking quality beer, and um, <laughs> wouldn't like I would have this again in a heartbeat. Six point five percent. The ABV is relatively well hidden. Um, you do know you're having a, a a higher ABV beer than say a session beer, but my my God, what a beer! What a fucking beer! I'm actually on. I'm got halfway down this can, and I'm like googling. Can I buy more of this shit? Like that season, it is fucking phenomenal. That's what like hang is that's what you want for a beer. Right. If you can make if you can make a beer that people drink it. Whatever it may be, whatever they pick it up, and folk are like, right, well, how did I get made of this? Like, I know I can go to my local tap room and, and bottle shop and get that again, but if they run out, where can I get it again? Right. Do I need to go straight to the brewery? Like, I'd be surprised if there's any of that shit left. 
to be fair, Verdant and Garage, that stuff's going to fucking be like hotcakes. If any uh, if any craft beer wank sees that, you know what I mean? They're like, fuck, Garage? Yes. Uh, Must want his finest, thank you. That's the thing, like, and this is, like, the power of collabs, isn't it? Like, when you put, like, quality breweries together, and even when you've got one that's maybe well-known and the other one isn't as well-known, like, the, the thought of, like, wh- like, why are these people coming together? Like, it's not just... Yeah. You know, and sometimes it is just, well, they're my mates and we wanted to go and get pissed for the weekend while we brew a beer and it's a good excuse, right? But sometimes it's like, you know what, let's let's throw the names in in this and make something outstanding. And, just and push the, I, I don't, I'd like, push the boundaries a wee bit. I know we had, um, oh, that beer I had that had fucking, oh, God, what the fuck did it have in it? Oh, the weird one a couple of weeks ago. Fuck, can't remember what it was. Had something weird in it that wasn't even. There's never been in a beer before. There's no one that's never been in a beer before. I've never, and it was just like, well, I've never had it before. Doesn't mean it's going to be bad. Like it can, like they never put fucking hops in a beer, like proper hops. Like never started mixing hops before. And there was a time where they, you had Rewaka for the first time or Nectaron for the first time, and people went, that's that's fucking weird. And it's fucking like, yes, give me more of that. That's what it's all about, though, isn't it? Like, just opening... Like, opening just doors. Op- like, I, I was going to say, opening doors, opening pallets, I suppose, but... Um, <laughs> it's quite... I actually... It doesn't look like this beer is available on their website. Absolute rage. Raging. Uh, a beer that will be available um, very soon as a beer, a new beer from Vault City, um, which they announced would be getting released as their next release and it was uh, Peach Ice Tea Table Beer a 3.4% beer going to be in a, a thin 3.7ml can um, thoughts because hmm. I know the group chat had plenty of thoughts no, no for me that I'm unsure no, I... I'm unsure I don't it's the ice I don't know Peach like I know, Callum, you've it's, mentioned it's it. Just, it's, it's such a tricky. Th- I mean, if any, if any, if anybody can do it, Bull City surely mm-hmm. can do it. But mm-hmm. I think it's just it's such a fine line between you know what a peach should taste like and and being sort of artificial and yeah and uh, yeah. I mean, I think the the a flavour of peach that most people could identify as peach. Would be at that kind of artificial flavor, um, and I just, I mean, particularly when 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 it when it goes along with like an iced tea, I just I can just fuck off. It's yeah. like you know, make a table beer if you want to make a table beer, but and make a peach table beer if you want to make it with white. I mean, is it good tea in it? Is it good? But that's Jubel, mate. <laughs> like... That's hmm? that's that's it, isn't it? It's a peach watery lager, you know. Like, Aye. like has, has it know. got tea in it? Don't know. I would hope. I would hope so. If they're gonna call it peach tea, mm-hmm. and I, that, in, in which case, fine. You know, I mean, an and iced tea. Is, I mean, I quite like iced tea, but it, it, you know, I'll reserve judgment until I taste it. But I just, it, it didn't. It didn't give me. It's vault though, mate. Let's be honest. Aye, aye. Maybe that's it's... what I'm saying, and that's why I'm reserving judgment. I mean, if it was, if it was, if it was a picture that came up from a Loch Lomond or a, or a, you know, somebody that we didn't hold in such high regard, um, Britain. Aye, well, that's a bit harsh. Um, 
you know, that's opening up potentially cans of worms um, and that's or, or, or boxes of mangoes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, I reserve judgment um, until tasting it because I'm, I'm loath to criticise Vault yeah. because we know how f- fantastic they are. Um, and don't get me wrong, if I try the beer and it's shit, then I'll, I'll definitely be criticising, but, right. you know, that's it what it is. Can I ask no, I, I, jokingly, I jokingly mentioned Bruton there because they've released two Rattlers, I think it was. A Rattler? Yesterday? No, it's about a week ago they launched it, I think. Oh, was it? All right. But I was, I hit the pages on Scottish Craft Beer or whatever you want to call it, Facebook stuff, this, like, yesterday or something like that. Right. So the, like, I think he... Ian shared it. Ah, that's what it was. I can you can see the trend though that's happening over the last couple of weeks. People bringing out rattlers and this kind of table fruity beers and stuff. Like you can see where it's gone. There's a couple of points I'm going to dive in here before Callum starts shaking his head. Um, and I, I, I kind of wish Miguel was here as well because I could hear him moaning about the, these beers already. But um, well, he's away watching fucking cocks swinging a bit. That is magic making it. Magic making. Um, so it's probably no, it's probably it's a very reputable band, but we're gonna say Magic Mike, fuck it. Horror percent Magic Mike. Um So it's here's my here here's my twenty pence. It's coming up to summertime. Like Chris, um like sessionable, easy drinking beers are the the trend let's go with that and term- for a lack of a better phrase right now. Are the trend, and we've done. Carl's mentioned one cold IPAs, five percent. I think lager and dry hop lager and stuff is something that a lot of people are attempting to do well. Um, and we've seen the likes of New Barnes and Don Zoko and people like that. I'm trying to think Edinburgh and that base that are doing it. Yeah. The Radler, I think, is such a summertime. Beverage, barbecue, sun's out, uh, folk going, playing golf, people out and about, that kind of stuff. Now, we'll just have a cider. But see, but cider's too sweet, man. Fuck that. Like, who's a rattler? No, no one has done properly. See, here's where I'm going. Like, this is the point. Do it fucking properly, right? Don't, like. When did you have a rattle that was done properly? Uh, I drank Polano's uh, Radler like last week, and it was fucking awesome. Okay, I'm just I was and, just and asking. what is what is a Radler done properly? So a Radler done properly is so a Radler going back to its roots is basically like do you know the story to a Radler? The reason I know this is because I went down the like the Polano rabbit hole when I was singing this right. Explain so explain it. So back in Munich and name the date, like back in whenever, right? There was this <laughs> pub. Honestly, there was this pub that was on the outskirts of Munich, and the only way, um, it, like you say, it was an old farmhouse, and this like this German guy decided, I'm going to set up a pub, and I'll make beer and all the rest of it, and people will come, right? And Part of the issue he had was there was literally no way for people to get to and from this pub. And what he ended up doing is he built, him and a couple of friends just started building this path. And it was like a cycle path, right? And it was a cycle path that basically went from the pub towards Munich. And as soon as this path was created, it took them God knows how long. And 
people then started cycling out to his pub, right? And it got to the stage where he had like one beer or he had a couple of beers from typical German, it would have been like lager and whatever else, right? And he ended up like the demand for the beer went through the through the roof, right? Everybody was crashing the bikes on the way home. Correct, right? And uh, <laughs> I don't know, drink, drive, uh, safe Drunk driving. Drunk in charge of a bicycle. And so what he ended up doing, and that's like, um, like summer afternoon, was he went in, when he was in the cellar, he was like, I'm going to run out of beer here. I've got all these folk up the stair. And he realized he had shit tons of lemonade, right? And he just basically went around, he says, let's half beer, half lemonade, and we'll just dilute and we'll just sell it and that'll double what I can sell, Lager right? Pops? No. So Radler is a shandy, is what you're saying. So, correct. So a Radler is 50% soda and 50% beer. So that's what the Radler composition is in terms of how it's made. Now, how you make that in terms of the soda and what you add is like like up to yourself. So like Schofferhofer and the Polaner one is 50% uh, of the Polaner Hells, if I remember reading, if my, and then 50% of lemon cello or lemon, whatever the heck it is that they blend it with. So a Rattler's 50-50, and that's what it comes down to. Now, the issue you've got is, depending on what you mix with and how it's blended with, it tends to, like, and obviously what the core beer is underneath, I suppose, if it's done properly or if it's not done properly, you end up with a really fakey, what you were saying, metallic synthetic kind of... What's that in front of lemon? Basically. You know, there's, there's, there's no, like, you miss the beer and you're getting shitey lemon or whatever it is. And that's where, like... What was the shit one back in the day? When was it for the Foster's number? Foster's Rad- Foster, yeah. that's the first one that I can remember. Is see, this is the problem. Foster's like, Radler. This is where. This is why I wanted to like. I knew this when we were talking about this on the chat, and I was like, everything in your in our brains is like anything that's came out. Foster's done it, and the beer shit. It was synthetic lemon shit, but when I drank the Polaner one, I was like, there's beer in that. And there's some there's some flavour to it as well, and mm. I thought it's quite an interesting. So done Aye. properly, I think there's a real, and I think just the way the the way the market's going at the moment as well is key now. But how much getting... trust? How much trust can you give somebody to brew a five percent or a five and a half percent lager, and then make it into a radler? Because that's what it should be. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't be brewing to two and a half percent. You should yeah. be brewing. You should be brewing a, a lager that you're proud of as a lager at five percent or whatever it is, a premium lager, and then you should be radlerizing it. You should. You should be. You should Rattler-ized. be bringing it down. You should be sweetening it and bringing it down with with soda or 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 lemonade or however it is, you know. And then you're not going to lose. You're not. It's, it's going to be less likely that you're going to lose that. that fantastic lager that you started with yeah so that was the cool like like when when i was looking into it and like i say i seen the 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 brew town one and we had we had a chat about it 
Like it was like was that last week or the week before? I can't remember, but we're blithering about it on the chat. And the other thing from a brewery point of view is the ABV is really important because of the new duty and tax. Yes, that's that's that is actually you're not going to get whacked with the tax on it, and it allows you to basically sell your. Uh, you know, to help sell your five percent beer at. A I've just realised I've, I've done that. I've done that. It'd be interesting to see when do you get do you get charged or the tax when you sell it or when you brew it. No, it's when it's the end product that you get taxed on when it's. So, you know, so there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping you brewing a five percent beer and then you know, for all intents and purposes, watering it down to three percent or two and a half percent. So you pay duty on it when it's and it's sold final, final form. I, yeah. I, I'm led to believe, and if some if I'm incorrect, then so. But basically, I remember like when, um, uh, when was that alchemy and all the rest of it? They would always say like they could have stuff in bonded and non-bonded, and basically what that meant was that as soon as it hit your your unbonded warehouse basically so as soon as it was going out to be sold you would pay your duty on it mm-hmm. but if it sat in a bonded part of the warehouse you could have your warehouse split that you didn't have to pay duty on it until it was getting shipped out the door basically right if no, i've got that wrong then somebody can it's um you you jog my memory we actually mentioned this i can't remember how many weeks ago it might be seven eight weeks ago Maybe even longer when we're talking about DRS and stuff like that. And we, one of us said, with what's going on in the industry um, and how the duty is changing and stuff, Radlers and stuff and lower ABVs are going to be more popular. So, yeah. Called Ta-da. it. Once again, <laughs> once again, Beer Fridge Podcast predicts the future. Damn Called it. it and I, just, I, just, I, just a shame I, we can't predict the lottery numbers. Or anything like that, you know? No, well, to I be fair, that just added a couple of extra million to our evaluation, boys. Like, we're right. actually like predicting future stuff. So. I actually genuinely so, not even not even been a dick. I actually think it was me to say that. No I'm putting a ten on it. The thing is, I would you, like to you, do. You know, you know, he's not going to sleep tonight until he goes back through the back catalog. I'm going to find it. it. That's all right. <laughs> the uh, sends a picture. He's chubby. <laughs> I think it's actually quite a. Uh, I think it would be quite a good topic to do an actual episode on. Is either Low No or Radler because there's. Quite a few out there that are, and I can almost guarantee, like, I was looking at, um, so there was the Planner one, obviously I've seen the Bruton one, what's the other? Um, be interesting, well, while you're thinking, it'd be interesting, we could we could try and make our own, so we could yeah. buy, we could buy some, you know, decent laggers, some, you know, some fancy laggers, if you like. And uh, and try and radlerize them ourselves mm-hmm. and see lemonade. what we can see. Oh, well, I mean, but is it is it just is it going to be bars lemonade or is it going to be like proper? No, you know, proper high posh, end. posh shit. Like what is it, Fentimans or something like that? You know, I think that'd be interesting. Be interesting if we could do that and see if if we can still taste the the, the before. Or if it's just a, a really shit or shandy. If just a, or if it's just a <laughs> shit shandy. <aye. laughs> Yeah, something that isn't it. Something that isn't a shit shandy. Is, Bubba, uh, is Bubba. Um, Boop. this uh, this is a beer that I've just picked up uh, out of the fridge. In fact, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna 
give her a shout out. Um, my lovely wife brought it up the stairs for me. Um, saved me did, you know we, uh, did you dial a beer? We dialed a beer, right? We dialed, dialed a beer. Um, <laughs> you lazy bastard. So that's, that's me. That's me. I think that's been my, my one dial a beer for my entire marriage. Um, so, but no, she, she brought me up a lovely beer and it's uh, Bubba from Beak. That's their double IPA. Um, the, this one has also got mosaic in it, interestingly, Gav. Um, mm-hmm. um, this time teamed with our old mate Nelson. Nelson. Um, and, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so glad that I saved this beer for last, for a number of reasons. You know, primarily the taste, um, but it, it wouldn't be a beak review without the flowery, beaky um, wackaging on the back. Yeah, so yeah. it starts off fairly standard, peach, apricot and tangerine. Rose petals, elderflower, and ripe lychee. Getting a wee bit flowery. Mm. And then late summer soirees and goblets of Gewurzta Minor. <laughs> so I had to Google, I had to Google that, what that last one was, but it's a German white wine, which kind of, you know, oh, yeah, uh, okay. which lends itself to the, the Nelson. Um, but it's it's a fucking banger. It really is. It's got that kind of mosaic funk. You know, but see when you dial up a mosaic beer to a higher ABV, you've kind of got that, that silicone sweaty sock funk that you get. <laughs> and it's but it's proper nice and, and then but that that zing, that Nelson zing at the end is just it's such a good beer. And I fantastic. I'm so glad I left this one at the end. It's so so good. I'm so glad you left it to review when I was like here to listen to that pish, like, because it sounds fucking incredible. <laughs> it's delicious, mate. Honestly, it is a stutter. it's an absolute stutter of a beer. But bitter, but sweet, smooth. Nelson and that fantastic just body. Through. It's just honestly, mate, it's so good. Why would you want a fucking rattler? Yeah. Seems, seems to be sitting at the barbecue drinking five rattlers. Just have one of these. But what happens when you're at the golf course and you need to, you've got five and drive? You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking phone a taxi. Aye. Uh, true. True. No. Uh, it's not. Dial a beer. <laughs> Dial a beer, I Get the, the, the wife to come and pick you up and you're absolute backstroking up uh, for the golf I'll just fucking... Just sleep in the, sleep my bunker. Casey double IPAs and a fucking Uber. That's what you should do ordering this summer. Exactly. Near Radler Pish. Get some fucking good beer in an Uber. I just I don't like I don't know what it is about like low alcohol beer, Luna. I just like there's just some like I I think it's because people are getting well as like, in your as in in a positive sense or a negative. I because like I think breweries are getting it. I'm going to rewind that thought, like right, but but they've seen uh, the, they've clearly seen the success of Mash Gang, obviously. Yeah, but Mash Gang do something completely different with the whole, it's like 0.5A, but I think there is a real market from 0.5 to 2.8, like, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, I, I was speaking to, um, I was speaking to Lucio, the head brewer at West, uh, last week, and we are just having a blather just about beer in general, you know, just shooting the shit as you would, and I said to him, we're, we're talking about like Lagar, obviously, and then we're talking about like um, lower ABV, and I was talking about Mash Gang and that. And I said, What's your favourite beer? And he was like, Well, you know, like, he was kind of coming around. I said, No, honestly, like, if you had to have one beer, like, what's your favourite beer? And he was like, mm-hmm. The Colonel's Table Beer. 
and I was like, I can't disagree with you, mate. Like because you you could drink a couple of them, and I but there's so many. The but there's so many beers that you that you that folk could say that I didn't disagree because you could go like tracks Simona, which is like three point seven ish, and that's a fucking absolute stutter of a beer. I think I I agree with you. There's a market for it, and I just think like I know, whether it's Radler or not, like or if it's just needs to be like you said, like you it's... said with the Radlers, it just needs to be done right. I think that's, that's the, the and having tasted the pull, I haven't tasted many of them, so I, I can't really go like. And that part of me wants to. I I feel like I've typical Mark style. I've jumped two foot in here, and what like. It's typical, like, Callum or, like, Gil will start with, fuck this, no way, fuck off. And the devil's advocate in me just wants to take the other side just to be, like, create a, a conversation. However, I was actually coming into this conversation with at least, I have tasted this one Aye. and I, I got X and I got Y. Now, I could be totally proven wrong with this like what I'm trying to say is, if people aren't doing it properly, but what, like, what I've seen of the plan. Let's be honest. Everybody's probably had a can of Schofferhofer. Like yeah. they've, like you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's brand X for Radler. Let's be honest. I'm looking for the one that um, that jumped out the other week because they had a raspberry Radler. And, it's something of a daft, though, man. Um, we'll try and do. We'll, we'll, I say we'll try. We'll attempt at some point in their Rattler episode. It won't be a full Rattler episode. It'll be well, like Cam says, we can make our own as mm. an an attempt, and then we could also grab a couple because Shovelhoffers everywhere. Like it's like it's on every. You walk into every craft uh, beer shop now. It's on uh, on the shelf or in the fridge, guaranteed. The Polaner one has has definitely cropped up far more as well. And if you are in the supermarket, like some people are, there is a total gimmicky uh, Rattler that sits on the bottom shelf in Lidl as well. God knows what uh, that would be like. But it is... Um, oh, I can imagine that just tasting like fucking lemonade or aluminium. Avail- I don't know what it is. But... Shandy Bass. Is, mm-hmm. f- is it Fru or what do we call them? No idea. Fru... fru- Oh, right, 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 okay, yep. The Radler. They, I'm sure they've got a Raspberry and um, and St- Stegel Radler. That's the other one that's quite popular, isn't it? Um, we'll talk about things that are, are either craft or not craft. Um, there's two breweries that have decided they want to be craft again um, in the form of Magic Rock and For Pure have been reinstated as SIBA members. Um, uh, they got bought out macros and then it felt like shit they got bought again by a, a company oh i think it was like odyssey limited i think they were called um and they've reinstated their membership for siba that's magic rock and for pure um i doesn't that makes no difference for me that membership i still see them as shit beer i still see it as macro i still see it as other fish no drinking the beer yeah, so it was Lion that bought them originally, and then Odyssey Inns. Yeah, thank you. Um, I was half right. Yeah, like 
they, Gil, they, that, they're tainted. When Gil put this on um, the the group chat earlier and then had the we had a bit of banter on the Atmark beer review pish thing, right? I, I was sort of like I'm kind of gutted that he's not here because I think he would make a really good point on all this and whether wherever you stand on it, right? I, the way I think about this is and I'm trying to be a wee bit careful on how I say this part, but basically it's like Lance Armstrong and the doping thing. He's been injected full of like absolute whamma jamma stuff, right? Dominating, getting all the all the PDs, whatever you want to call it, blood transfusions. He's powered up to the gills. He's you know steroided up, juiced up. He's ready to rock and roll. And I'm thinking from that, from a brewery point of view, as in like you've been injected with all this funds to go and lift your your brand, um, and that could be in the way of um, equipment. It could be in the way of space. It could be in the mm. way of whatever. You know, a better is like no better, but a, a similar analogy is like a Justin Gatlin. Right. Yeah. Convicted. Guilty of drugs cheating. Yeah. Okay. Back performing. Good show. Competing, trying to compete with Usain Bolt. Mm-hmm. And the the debate for me about about that kind of thing is, you don't know. Science doesn't know what lasting effect mm-hmm. these performance enhancements have on an athlete. So, like to go back to your previous point, Mark. You don't know what lasting impact the intervention of a macro is going to have on the people. Is it the same people? Is it the same people that were working there? Is it the same equipment? Is it the same space? Is it the same is it the same infrastructure? Is it is it the same? Just with a new name slapped on it? You know, that's what makes me wary. Alright. That's honestly what I thought of when it was when when it came out. Now do I think they should have the right to be registered again? I think yes, because they're not yeah. old, right? So them being a SIBA member, I don't really have too much of a problem with it because I think if you want to be... Because like, there's a lot of breweries that aren't SIBA yep. members. Exactly. You know what I mean? So you don't have to. You know, there's there's pros and cons to to, to being in the gang. Um, <laughs> the gang. But, <laughs> but like it's He's saying that's what, I, what, what it wasn't like there were small breweries no. before, but they have really been, you know, they've been injected it, with the ability to expand massively in comparison to those that were of similar size beforehand. Now, the the point for for me is, wait, and it's a tricky one because. I actually think reputationally from the craft beer world there might be a bit of a no no with them now and I Aye. think they might have to really I don't want to say reinvent the wheel but I think they'll have to like go back they're gonna have to, to prove themselves like they're going to have to go back to basics and do like this is what we're doing um mm-hmm. and I'll be intrigued to see if Magic Rock continue with their supply to Perfect Draft and stuff like that. Because, Aye. see, to be honest with you, 
I think if they if they really think about it properly, that's such a, an incredible opportunity for them to take a macro style opportunity through the perfect draft system and turn it into well, we have an in here. Let's put something super crafty and get it into the people's houses that are are, are pouring. And yeah. it might turn people like we've always mentioned on the perfect draft system. There's nothing. There's very limited, overly crafty stuff. There's vocation and X, Y, and Z, and there's I know the brew dogs are on that. Da, 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 right, but ten rebel and stuff. Right? Ten rebel, good shoot. Um, but you know that's another really good opportunity for them. Will they take that? And from a four pure point of view too, I feel like they, and it might be just here's my opinion again. There's all twenty pence, but I feel that they went from a really fifty, but no. Uh, honestly, man, this. <laughs> This phone bill's <laughs> going to be absolutely <laughs> racked up, mate. I'll just keep. We just. What is that? Well, you dialed a beer. I'll just dial a point, and um, the or a dial an opinion. That could be the point of this thing. <laughs> but four pure for me went from they made some really incredible beer to they made beer and that. They did. They did. They fell off a cliff. They but no, they did. Cliff. But back, back, and I remember like mm-hmm. I had. I remember a hazy beer from Four Pure, like, and I went thinking, I know Calm's going to go down the oh, fucking hazy beer, but <laughs> they, it was unbelievable. But all I think of Four Pure right now is that they sell their beer in Asda. Asda, right? I can't think of wherever. Like we, incidentally, I seen a I seen a four pack in Lidl uh, two days ago. Four Pure. We seen them at. Um, uh, the London uh, beer beer thing or the brew like when I was down last year, right? Because brew London, aye. Brew London, cheers. And um, I remember speaking to them from a flavourly point of view um, when I was working for there, like just got three jobs ago now, whatever <laughs> it was. But that was only, that a fortnight ago, eh? That was, <laughs> that was last year. Um, but, okay, that, that uh, exposed a bit more of Mark than I needed to. Um, but, and I remember thinking, the beer's just no, it's just no good anymore. Like yeah. it really isn't. It's just it's it's lacking massively now. I think Magic Rock, like I say, I think they've got a, a bigger, a better platform to build into the craft yeah. beer space than Four have. That's where I'm going for. No, I agree with you um, on most of those points. To be fair, Magic Rock have got a better chance of turning their opinions of the craft beer wank around. Um, and like you said, they've got those those routes to market that maybe other breweries don't have, and they should take advantage of them. Um, by all means, it could fall on its ass. To be fair, there's every chance it falls on its ass because people are going to remember what they've done and, and yeah. what their beers what their beers had become. Do you think that like? Do you think if do you think that has a big effect, like in terms of? Like right now, like like, yo, think about it. Think about it this way, right? How like a craft beer person in general, right? How are they going to get that information that Magic Rock and and Four Pure of one were one bought out for a start, and then two have been bought out again, and now are independent, quote unquote. Like with your your general craft beer wank, or just your general person who enjoys getting craft beer for the supermarket, they're not going to indulge in maybe listening to a podcast or reading an article online 
They're just going to just see what's in front of them mm-hmm. and take it for face value. Oh, that beer was shite last time. I had that. I had the one of the beers before. It was utter shite, and not having that again. The I've got to admit, the four pure cans now are horrendous. Horrendous. They the are so. They're so. They're so macro. It's unbelievable. Mm. Now, whether they'll have the budget to do it now, I would go on a total rebrand on both. Oh, like Magic Rock, you might be all right though. To be fair, but again, I didn't my, my point before. Maybe no, but for pure hefty because they're just seen for me as just utter gut rot. The um, the logo, it, it's like that big. It's just like we've got um, we've got capital letters on the on the cans, and it just it's like. You know, shouting for pure at you, and other than that, it's like it's pretty, it's pretty poor. I, I, I just hope that they go back to roots and go. You know what? We're like we we can't reinvent the wheel if that's the best way of putting it. However, mm-hmm. we need to like we need to reinvent invent the brand slightly. And yeah, okay, you're going to have both like. Uh, breweries have got core beers and they've got quite a wide variety of core beers if it's Cannonball that's the one that comes yeah. to mind for Magic Rock or what's the other one, High Wire or whatever the, there was the Grapefruit one I don't know if that's High Wire as well um, and then you know but four pure they've got like Citrus and Lager this and whatever but and I just think come out Come out with a bang, I suppose. Even if it's you're like gonna, if you're gonna do it, fucking do it. like again, what we said with the Rattlers, just do it right. If you're if you're, you, they want to change the minds of of craft beer people, then I, I agree with you. I think doing a rebrand or doing something a wee bit different, changing something with the cans or whatever. That's the whole rebrand. You can just ch- change your fucking can design or something. Or I just I clicked on the website for Four Pure there just so I could like remind myself the the cans are worse than I remember. They're like, fucking they're, horrendous, man. They are so... one I, the one I seen in Lidl or Aldi yet the other day. It was just a plain silver can with just Four Pure. That's it. And it's and like I was like, wee... I tell you, what, I'm nobody. Well, the cans look the same. It's right. a wee um, like diamond in the middle with whatever right. the beer is with a different colour of Four Pure, Four on the top really? and Pure underneath. Well. They were fucking run up my ribs. Just uh, they may as well just write pure pish on it. Rather nah, than may as well. <laughs> Literally may as well. <laughs> hey gents, uh, I've got nothing else written down on my wee book. Oh, it's been fun tonight. Uh, any other anything to be added? No, oh. I'm quite uh, quite happy to to round it. I feel like I've my my. I feel like my change tells fucking running dry. I've, I've, <laughs> I've hit the old. Uh, <laughs> um, the old. Getting the three beeps. His, his phone's about to run out of money. That's <laughs> it. Heavy beeps. Heavy beeps. Um, as always, if you listen to this podcast, make sure you've subscribed and hit the ding like link to be notified of all the latest episodes. Um, drop us a wee five star review. Generally, does help us out. Much appreciate it. And you can show your support officially by heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash beer fridge. Podcast. My name's Gavin, that's MD, and that's Mr. Beer. Until next time in the beer fridge, see you, Bob. Beer Fridge Podcast.